You're listening to Design Your Life Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Franks, founder of the Female Coaching Society and Design Your Life, travel addict and lover of all things Lux. In this podcast, I'm bringing you weekly episodes to help inspire you to design a life you love and to show you that you really can have it all. If you're ready to start a freedom-based business online, then you're in the right spot. And if you'd like more information, please visit dylnow.com. Let's get started. Hello, gorgeous. Welcome to episode number 35 of Design Your Life podcast. I'm so happy that you're here. If you're brand new, welcome, welcome. And if you're returning, welcome back. And if you love this episode, I would really appreciate it if you would leave me a review. And on top of that, screenshot your phone of you listening to this podcast and tag me on Instagram at Female Coaching Society, and I will give you a little shout out. I love hearing your thoughts about the podcast, and I love seeing that you're listening. Um, It lets me know that I'm doing a good job and that you want me to continue with these trainings um, and these audios for this podcast. So let me know, share your thoughts, share it with anyone that you feel might need to hear this also. So this episode is a little bit different. This is a training that I did a few weeks ago inside of my private Facebook group. If you want to catch the actual video and see the whole thing, you can head on over to my Facebook group. I will link that in the show notes so you can find it there. But this training is called Five Easy Ways to Build Relationships and Grow Your Business Even If You're Brand New. And I decided to do this training, well, number one, Uh, Every single month, I try to do some sort of in-depth training in my Facebook group. And the second reason is I have really spent all of 2018 really focusing on organic marketing and building relationships. Pretty much every single client that I have gotten this year has come to me organically without paid advertisement, okay? I really buckled down and I really focused on growing an Instagram and showing up and delivering free content to drive people into my business. So that's what we're talking about in today's episode. Again, if you love this podcast, make sure you like, make sure you share, make sure you leave a review telling me so, and I hope you enjoy the show. You probably have heard the phrase relationship marketing tossed around a lot um, in, in the past couple of years. I feel like this is a topic that has come up a lot, so much so that it's become really cliche. And there are two words at play here with both equal weight. We have relationship plus marketing, and they're both very, very important. And it's not a it's not as simple as having a heart-based um, marketing. And yes, having heart-based marketing is important, but it goes a lot deeper than you just showing up and being all lovey-dovey with your clients. Um, it's 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 not spending all day hanging out with your customers on Facebook. That's not what this is about. Um, it's not about being warm and fuzzy. It's it, and it is about using relationships to build a specific marketing strategy 
And the very first thing that I like to teach is different strategies. I can't get the lighting right in here. Sorry, you guys. Um, one of the things that I do teach is, um, there we go. One of the things that I do teach is different marketing strategies, um, uh, strategies within your business. And you have to choose the right strategy for you. Um, I can tell you what all of the different strategies are. I can teach them to you, but ultimately, it's gonna be what feels good and what feels in alignment with you, and this is just one of the strategies. Um, this doesn't mean that you cannot be friendly and authentic and caring, but it does mean you have to understand the reasoning behind choosing this type of this type of marketing. Um, if you want to build your business based on building relationships, um, you have to understand why you're doing that. And marketing should directly help you reach a specific goal. And if it doesn't help you specifically reach a goal, um, and it doesn't jive with your ultimate vision, then it's best to understand that now before you jump into the marketing and it's just not working for you. The goal of relationship marketing is fairly simple. It's create long-term customer loyalty and continued engagement. And that's another word that's probably thrown around like confetti is engagement, especially on the old Instagram and even here on Facebook. And you're going for long-term commitment here, okay? The long haul, okay? You want customers for life. And I know sometimes when we think about our coaching businesses, we go into this thinking, well, they're gonna sign up as a one-on-one -on -one client and then after that, poof, they're gone. That's not the case, okay? If we can take a customer to sign up with you for one specific product and then they become a lifetime customer, meaning they buy all of your products, they're involved in everything that you do, they're part of your family, that's a customer for life. And we want to have as many of those in your business as possible. And this means that relationship marketing is ideally suited for specific types of businesses. Coaching and service-based businesses are two perfect examples, and that's why this marketing strategy really works best for those of us in the coaching industry. Any type of business where customer retention is vital. So here's an example of a business um, that it's probably not gonna work for because I do know that I have other people that follow me that aren't um, necessarily coaches and consultants, but we'll just use this as an example. So if you have a company that sells diapers, relationship marketing is important, okay? Relationship marketing is important in any business. The focus is on your physical product though and your customer life cycle is really finite, okay? If you're selling diapers, that customer isn't gonna be in diapers forever, right? So the, the life cycle of that customer is already built in and nothing you do is going to change or predetermine that lifespan. You will retain these customers only until the children grow out of the diapers and that may be two years, it may be four years, and in some cases it could be a little longer, but eventually your customer is going to grow out of this product. So rather than focusing on building and nurturing that client, you really want to focus on having a superior product and make it easy for her to buy your brand of diapers rather than somebody else's brand of diapers or make it exciting for her to join your company and your business and your product and fall in love with you and your product versus somebody else's. Um, and that's not to say, you know, that 
a coach or anybody isn't ever going to invest in your product. Um, but that's, you know, it, it's different for coaches when you have a one-on-one -on -one offer, when you have a one-on-one -on -one client facing offer. Okay. It's not a tangible product. It's a relationship and a coach needs to get to know her clients very, very well, just as much as she knows herself. And she wants that journey to continue long, as long as her client needs you and ideally beyond. You don't want someone that's afraid to jump off the diving board all her life, but you you know, you want someone that can reach their goals and and as becomes successful from working with you, but you also want them to be able to dive into other things that you dabble in and other programs that you create. So you want to help your idle client be the best that she can be. And if your focus on relationship marketing, this is gonna be absolutely vital to, to your success. And relationship-based marketing can give you a few things. It can give you visibility, it can give you authority, it can give you a stellar reputation, and it's gonna give you happy and enthusiastic fans if you are able to do this the right way. So relationship-based marketing grows your business and keeps them coming back, eager to invest in whatever it is that you are presenting to them. And you'll probably hear you know, people say, or maybe even you do this with other coaches out there, I buy everything that she puts out. That's what you want them to say. And it's a comment that you'll hear from a lot of top-end leaders that are doing this the right way. So building this sort of interactive customer slash client base will give you a, um, a, a good leverage on your business, even if you're an extrovert, extrovert okay? But what if you're an introvert? And I hear this a lot when I talk about um, relationship building because a lot of it is showing up. And we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But what happens? How do you do this? And how do you grow this type of marketing when you're an introvert? Um, what if putting yourself out there is really hard? Um, guess what? You're not alone. Because, um, and I have a list here. So Bill Gates, introvert. Mark Zuckerberg, introvert, Heather Franks, semi-introvert, J.K. Rowling, Meryl Streep, President Barack Obama, Abraham Lincoln, Albert Einstein, all of these people are introverts, okay? And look at all the amazing, miraculous things that they were able to create, right? And the amazing things that they were able to do in this life. So all born introverts, there, there are tons of people out there. We could keep this list going, but why do introverts do it? Why do they work so hard to develop traits that they're not necess necessarily born with? Um, why put themselves out there when it's really the last thing that they want to do? And you know, you're you're probably asking yourself the same questions. And it all has to do with being the best you can and wanting to help other people. And if you're a coach and you're here and you're doing that then you're already there and that's why you're doing it. And you're doing this regardless of being afraid or not, hopefully. If you're an introvert, it's important to realize that you have natural, unique strengths and insights over people that are extroverts, okay? Um, you have empathy, you have curiosity, you have open-mindedness and rigid thinking just quite, you know, it just isn't, 
for you. And above all, you have compassion. And that's what's going to make you a great coach is taking all of those traits and those characteristics that you think are terrifying and are giving you this feeling that you possibly cannot step out of your shell. Um, that's what's going to make you a great coach. So as we go through this, I want you to be very mindful of the things that you can bring to the table and not don't look at it as always a negative thing because in order to be successful at this and in, in order to really have a, a successful business, you have to step out and you have to show up. So let's go ahead and look at the five ways to build those all important relationships and how you are going to use relationship marketing to skyrocket your business. Um, the first one is be social. Okay. Being social is a habit that you can acquire. Um, even if you're an introvert, if you're an extrovert, you, you may need to, um, create this habit as well. Um, but you have to do what feels comfortable and rewarding to you. And that's key in all of this. Okay. If you want your marketing to be really successful and you want it to be really good, you have to do what feels good and be present, be personable on social networks where your ideal client is hanging out. And this is really important because I meet clients all the time that want to join every every single, excuse me, I'm going to shut this window. They want to join every single social network that there is and they're not necessarily, uh, there we go, that's better. Um, they want to join every single social network that there is, every social media platform, um, because why not? It's there, it's available to them, it's a tool, but that doesn't necessarily mean that your ideal client is hanging out there. And if your ideal client, if she's not on Twitter, don't join Twitter. Maybe she's on LinkedIn and maybe you need to join LinkedIn instead. So that's the goal. That's what you have to do not how you have to feel. This episode is brought to you by doTERRA. If you have not seen, I have started incorporating doTERRA essential oils into my business. I have a whole other partnership um, that is dedicated to coaches that want to do the same to incorporate this into their business and grow their coaching business with the use of oils as a extra stream of income. So I will post that link in the show notes as well if you're if you want more information on that. But I have really, really seen my life change with incorporating these. I'm starting to use them with my family. Um, whenever they have an ailment or something bothering them, I know exactly which oil to reach out to them. And then as in a spiritual way, I'm using it to aid in my manifesting, to aid in my work, to aid in lifting my mood and boosting my mood and taking away whatever anxiety, whatever feeling I'm having in that moment. Um, and then, of course, there is the business side of that, which I am helping other coaches incorporate the same exact thing and get that little bit of extra stream of income going in. So this episode is brought to you by doTERRA just for the simple fact that I love it and I want to share it with you. And I'm sure that you've probably have heard about it. Maybe you use essential oils, maybe you don't. But one of the things that I really love about these um, oils is that they are 100% therapeutic grade. And I have purchased oils that say they are 100% therapeutic grade off of Amazon. 
And I know that they're not because when I ingest them, they taste a little chemically. These are amazing. These doTERRA oils are amazing. They are true. They are giving back to the community. They're giving back to the world. And I can really stand behind this brand. So I'm super excited to share this with you. Go check out the show notes if you want more information. Or you can head over to dylnow.com. I hope you enjoy. Now, how do we make you feel comfortable in doing all of this? Okay, so how do we make you feel comfortable being on social media and actually showing up and doing it every single day? So start by realizing, number one, that this is not a waste of time. Okay, it's not. If you're fretting the whole time that you're... um, the whole time that you're scrolling through Facebook and the whole time that you're scrolling through Instagram and you're fretting, jumping on live, um, you're not thinking about the right thing, okay? You're worrying and fretting about not taking action instead of thinking about the needs of the client and the needs of the people that need to hear from you and see what you have to say. So I want you to go into this um, relationship building and being on social media. I really want you to get out of yourself and start thinking about that person and that woman that you need to help and that you need to serve. So we can do this in a few ways. The first one is to set limits. If you're the sort of of person who finds that they need to um, retreat and recharge the batteries after spending time with people, limits will be important to you. So decide what works for you. 15 minutes every single morning, um, half an hour at the end of the workday, pick a number where you are going to say, I am devoting this time to go live. I am devoting this time to hop on Instagram and comment on people's pages and to reply to people that have responded to me. Um, or if you're the type of person that could easily spend all day long scrolling through social media and spend you know hours and hours and hours on Facebook, you're gonna wanna set limits too. Um, so that you don't get sucked in and you are definitely working towards a particular goal. So when you're setting your limit, it's important to know your goal for doing this. So if you are just starting out getting on social media and you're wanting to show up a little bit more, set a goal. Set a goal that, I don't know, you want to grow your Instagram to 5,000 people, you know, 500 people in the next few weeks. What do you need to do in order to do that? Well, number one, you got to post every day. You got to be using the right hashtags and you got to be going live. So set small goals that are going to help you achieve this. The second thing that you can do on being social is to make sure that you're hanging out with the right crowd. So when you're out with your friends, the people in your everyday day-to-day life, you're not sitting there having to calculate about whether you should be there, okay? These are people that you've built relationships with. They're your best friends. You love being with them. You enjoy talking to them, discussing things, sharing things, sharing your private life. Um, and, you know, maybe, you, of course, you have to go home and recharge after that, but you feel good about it. And you may even start... Um, missing them when you're not there, right? I miss my best friend. She doesn't live here. 
Um, it's the same thing with the clients that you serve. You don't, you don't hang out with people you can't relate to. So if you are drawing in a client and you can't really relate to them, you don't really know the language that they're using, you don't know what their true needs are, um, you're gonna have a hard time building that relationship. So you have to make sure that you know them inside and out. It all goes back down to ideal client, we know that. Um, but you you want to do the same thing and you want to feel the same way um, as if you were going out with a group of friends okay you want to show up in the same way you want to share you want to be loving you want to discuss things because that's part of attracting them into your into your business the third thing you can do is step out and share and the beauty of social media is that you can suit your interaction to your energy level if you're having a down day and you can just monitor and make a few encouraging comments or if you are feeling very high vibe and high energy jump on a Facebook live stream okay you can cater this to your emotions and your feelings and your day-to-day -day. it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to go live every freaking day you guys have probably noticed that I don't do this I don't go live every day um, I try to go live every week some weeks it happens some weeks it doesn't but I don't I don't beat myself up about it I I flow in alignment and I do what feels good the fourth thing is to listen and really listen. And here's where being sociable and hanging with your community and really building that becomes important because when you provide the highest level of service and really listen to your members and really listen to the people that are following you and what they're saying and what questions that they're asking, whether or not it's in your group or somebody else's, um, you are going to really position yourself to be that go-to person. Um, if you can just pull out the questions that people are asking, if they're asking another high-end coach or another coach that you admire, um, take note of that because then you can go and create content based on that. Um, okay, let's see. So, um, what to share. So here, I know, you know, when we're building relationship marketing and we're on social media, one of the things that comes up is what do I share? What do I talk about? And if you're part of Female Coaching Society, I've talked about this um, in the social media workbook that you can get off Amazon um, or you can get it inside the membership site. I've talked about creating your five categories of your brand and your business and so you're not constantly showing up on social media pitch 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 you have different things that you talk about you have different interests you are a human being you have different facets to yourself and your business is going to as well and that's a really um, that's a really strong thing to go ahead and do um, to build relationship okay to bring people to make people interested in you not just um, trying to pitch your product all the time so um, if your focus is always on generating business, you will end up sharing like a corporate person and you're going to bore everybody to death. Um, but if you share yourself, your true authentic self and the things that you are truly genuinely interested in, you will find that people will find the common ground in you. So we'll, we'll use my um, business as an example. I was just going to pull up my phone, but I'm on live, so I can't do that. Um, so, and I don't have the book around me to show you guys um, what I'm talking about, but if you go onto my Instagram 
and you and you take notice you'll see that there is a little bit of a pattern there and I've changed the layout of my Instagram feed a little bit because I have a puzzle feed now but it's still the same um, there is a pattern to what I post and when I post and you know every fifth picture is something to do with female coaching society every third picture is something to do with I don't know, whatever it is that I'm posting about. But you can go in there and you can take note of the pattern. And number one, this helps me know what I'm posting every single month, every single week. Um, so I'm not having to reinvent the wheel here and just think of something to post. And the second thing is it makes it consistent. It makes it, it gives it a cohesive look. Um, and it really brings my whole brand together when I can have those categories of things that I'm talking about. So my categories are female coaching society, self, where I tell stories about myself, I tell stories about my business, I tell stories about the things that I've been through, inspiration. So there will always be a post in there of some sort of inspiring thing. Um, I have I, I have clients, so I was posting um, a lot of client testimonials, client quotes. Um, I had a, I went out and got a bunch of quotes from women as to why they became coaches. Why are you a coach? And I was posting that. Um, and now I am in um, essential oils. I'm getting into that. That's a big part of my life. So I'm starting to share that with my clients. Um, I'm into health and fitness. So if you go into my story, you'll see that I'm working out. I'm going for walks. I'm at the gym. Um, doing all the things. So I break it down a little bit more and get a little bit more personal in the Instagram stories than I do on the feed. Um, but you see how all of that comes together. So Think about what's going to draw your client in. Think about what he or she is doing right now and what her interests might be. So um, just to recap, that first point was um, talking about how to be social, how to actually show up, how to actually do things. So the second thing with relationship marketing is to be authentic. And when business and life is good, share the stories, okay? That's what most people do they share the stories when things are high and you're making money and you're getting clients but when what about when it's bad and a wonderful way to practice being authentic is to share the bad days as well and I know what you're saying you don't want people to know that you got on a discovery call and they said no or you don't want people to know that you were ghosted by a client um, but your fans and your followers are really going to feel like they're part of your inner circle when you let them in on your private side of your life and the, the interior of your life. And that doesn't mean, you know, if something super personal is happening, you know, I don't know, maybe you're going through a divorce or, um, you know, you have an ill parent and you're dealing with emotions that um, maybe don't need to be brought out right now. You don't have to share that kind of thing, but don't be afraid to share the trials and the tribulations that you've gone through in your business that are the reason why you are a coach. And providing, you know, people relate best to people who experience the same doubts. People relate best to people who experience the same setbacks and the same struggles. And you're a coach, you're a leader. You got over it, you got through it, and people really, really want to hear and have you as that inspiration. Um, and they will, they, they absolutely will. So 
Um, there's more to being authentic than simply sharing failures in life and wins. Um, in order to be truly authentic, you absolutely need to be living in your actual um, life as your followers aspire to live. So that means taking care of your body, um, your mental and your spiritual health, and your personal relationships, as well as your business. So if you're over here promoting, um, I'm a business coach, I'm a business coach, I'm a business coach, and every other aspect of your life is a hot freaking mess, um, you wanna take care of all of those areas um, it's almost like a circle, like a life cycle is what I think about it as. And honestly, it's kind of crazy that all facets of your life connect back to this, especially in the coaching industry, I feel like a little bit more than others, um, because we are very aware of our mindsets. We are all very aware of the things that we desire and the things that we want. Um, and, you know, living your best life and taking care of those areas that need a little bit of help that's going to help you get away from that feeling of imposter syndrome. When you feel great about everything and you're really working hard and you're, um, you know, building your relationships outside of your business and you're taking really good care of your, your, your body and your health and you feel good, that's going to alleviate that imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome, because you will know, um, you'll know how to walk the walk and talk the talk. So some suggestions that you can do here is start every day with a gratitude of prayer. Um, start every day with a green juice or celery juice or whatever it is that gets you going. Even if you do um, nothing new um, or you've been doing the same thing for years, keep doing it, okay? Um, go for a brisk walk for 20 minutes. Go work out. Go do whatever it is to, that can get your, your energy up and your body moving, and that's going to be different for everybody. Um, another one is to get a workplace that inspires you. We are in my workplace right now. This is also my living room. I don't watch a lot of TV. Um, I mostly use this room for working and I love being here. I am surrounded by the things that I love. I have my diffuser going. I have oils. Um, what else do I have over here? I have um, Palo Santo. I have crystals, which I don't really um, have them here. I don't really know how to use them, but they're here and they make me feel good. They, they set up my surroundings. Um, to make things comfortable and make things pretty and um, you got to be in a place that makes you feel good especially if you're gonna sit down and work and especially if you're gonna hop on a live and do a training and that kind of thing um, so one of the questions that can come up as well is but what about my problem areas what about my the areas of my life that are a problem for me what about my doubts my fears um, I'm going to say that if you have a problem area in your life, fix it. Okay. You're a leader. Take the action that you need to take to fix it. And you know how to do that. Okay. You know that if you're having, um, mindset issues, if you're having money mindset problems, you know what to do to fix it. You know that there are tools and trainings and people out there that can do that. And if you're really struggling right now, be that leader and do what you need to do to fix it, okay? This is gonna be highly important if you want to help other people, um, but you're not willing to do what it takes to fix yourself. 
And that's what really separates leaders from followers. You know, leaders are not afraid to face the hard truths. They take action, they hire the coach, they get help um, in a sticky situation, and they're here to share their journey about how they do that, okay, your teacher. Um, because if you're having problems in a particular area, you can bet your community members are too. And that's, you, you just got to remember that, okay? You're not the only one that's going through things. You're not the only one that's afraid. And you better bet your bottom dollar that there is somebody out there who is watching you, who is following you, and they're struggling. And if you're going through the same thing and you are that, you are that leader that can step up and get the help and then turn around and share what you did, that's what sets you apart. So some common areas that coaches and entrepreneurs have trouble with handling is procrastination balancing work, play, and family life, being a workaholic, and not being able to switch things off. And living authentically is all about not pretending to be perfect. All right, it's about remembering that you are not leading the journey like Moses, but you are on the journey with them, okay? They're following you because you just happen to be a few steps ahead of where they're at and a few steps ahead of where they want to be. And you're enjoying it. You're having a great time doing that. And people are watching you. So the third thing is to remember your manners. Ooh, I know this is a this is this could really be a um, touchy subject right now with everything that's happening. Um, if you're in the United States, well, I mean, even if you're not in the United States, if you're just a living human being on planet Earth right now, um, everything political, everything that's happening right now in our world as we know it. Um, can be touchy subject and you are that leader to that is stepping out and stepping up and creating a platform this is what this is okay you are creating a platform um, and bringing in followers that believe the same thing that you do so while it's great to be authentic and transparent it's only common to put some boundaries around yourself and around your personal beliefs sorry i have this like fly that's flying around in here. So you want to avoid being overly political. Um, you want to avoid issues that might be polar opposite of your brand and avoid religion unless it's a huge part of your marketing, which is around faith um, and spirituality. Okay. But you don't want to get on your platform. You are not here to offend anybody. All right. You are here to change the world and creating a platform and being able to stand on that and to be that leader means that you're going to deal with people from every single walks of walks of life. Every walk of life, every religion, every race, every country, you have that at your fingertips because we are building a business, a coaching business online. So it's better to say nothing at all than to drive an otherwise ideal client away from you um, if you are getting on the tangent of getting on that political bandwagon, okay? And I feel like as women, majority of us are women here, I feel like as women, especially with everything that's going on in the Me Too movement and um, we're finally finding that voice, right? We're finally um, being heard. We're finally creating change and we're finally, you know, getting a little bit of control under our belts here. Um, I think that's a little, I think it's... Um, it's there's a fine line there and you want to make sure that everything that comes out of your mouth on social media 
even on your personal private page where you think that only your friends and family are, you want to make sure that everything it revolves around your brand. And if you are talking about, um, you know, working with people from all over the world and helping people create the life that they want, and then you're, um, you're posting derogatory things, we just want to be careful about that. Unless that's what your brand is about. So you have to really go in and ask yourself, um, how do I want to show up and how do I want, what do I want to be known for and what is my brand and what am I truly trying to create here? The fourth thing is to set aside your fears. Here's a big one, fear. And fear is what we all deal with in various forms over and over again. I feel like fear is something that even when you guys are making it and you're making your six figures and you're you know, doing events like Tony Robbins, I feel like we're going to have a whole other set of fears that are going to come in. And just when you think you've licked it, a new situation arises. And you know, one of the most common complaints is um, something external in your industry changes and affects your business. You know, something... Um, comes out of nowhere and knocks you off kilter and there you are trying to pick yourself right back up and do those mindset tricks again and no business can grow in the face of fear um, if you're hiding behind your computer screen because you're too shy to put yourself out there in the spotlight stop it okay be brave go on Facebook step onto the stage to speak um, join a podcast, be interviewed on a podcast, reach out to other coaches or JV offers to host them on your, um, on your blog, on your group page, or ask to be interviewed on their content. If technology is freaking you out, outsource it. If outsourcing is freaking you out, learn how to do it effectively. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm saying that because there are, you know, multitudes of fears that people go through, but there's also solutions to those fears. And I just mentioned, you know, if outsourcing, if you cannot afford outsourcing, if that freaks you out, Learn how to do this yourself. That's what I did. Um, that's why I'm able to create the courses and the content that I'm able to inside a female coaching society because I really dug in my heels really deep and I wanted to learn everything. The first year in business, I was a sponge. Um, I, I still am a sponge. I spent a lot of time researching things to better teach you how to do it, to give you those tools so that you can do that. And if you aren't yet to the point of outsourcing task um, or maybe you are and you there are tasks that you need to outsource that no longer light you up I would encourage you to do that um, there are different platforms and and people here in this group don't be afraid to post here in this group um, if somebody has um, a, a talent that you need um, just ask the question you, you might be shocked and surprised of who can lend a help helping hand so identifying your fears is the place to start. I can't tell you what those fears are, but I can help you um, by providing you with some of the most common ones that we can take a look at. And if any of these fears are like stopping you from moving forward in your business, then I want to encourage you to reach out to me because I'm, I'm definitely here to help you. So um, a couple of the most common fears are fear of failure. We all have that. Believe it or not, fear of success. Fear that people will find out that you're a fraud. I think we've all dealt with that one. Um, it's, that's called the imposter syndrome. Um, fear of setting specific measurable goals. Fear of speaking in public. 
Fear of how people will think and react to what you're doing. I had this one majorly when I first started. Fear of making commitments. Fear of being noticed. A common, that's a common one for people that are introverts. Um, fear of giving up control and fear of accountability. So those are some of the most common fears that coaches um, sometimes have. And I feel like a lot of these fears you may not even realize that you have um, because we're all talking about you know, the most common ones. Um, but think about if you have any of these and think about if any of these fears are what's holding you back and they're what is keeping you from building those relationships. Um, sometimes it can help when you realize that all feel fears basically stem from breaking with a safe routine and um, a safe set of boundaries and of doing something different. That's usually where fears come from. When you're showing up and you're starting a business and you're doing something different out of the norm, fear is going to come in. Um, so you can make the fear fit you. Um, you can also spend time identifying exactly what portions and elements of this fear are your real demons. And if you find yourself generalizing, for example, saying something like, I have a fear of failure, really look at that and try to identify what specific source um, that broad fear stems from. So question yourself out loud or ask a coach or a trusted friend to go through the coaching questions with you to help you figure out where this comes from. So for example, one person with a fear of failure might actually hear um, her critical mother's voice scoffing saying, I told you so. Um, where another person might be thinking, because if I succeed, then I would have to handle large sums of money and income taxes. So. If you feel like you have that one, any of these fear, any fear, um, but you aren't exactly sure why you can't kick it or why you're still feeling this way, we may need to look deeper because you could, you know, again, we know it all goes back to childhood and something that happened to us or was said to us that we may not even realize. We may not even realize that that, you know, having your mother tell you, I told you so when something didn't work out for you could really be what's holding you back because you never want to hear her say that again. Um, okay, so number five, the last one is know and live your brand everywhere. So you probably have seen that a lot of high-end coaches really live out their brand everywhere. They always wear the pink color. They always speak the same language, whether they're on Facebook Live or in their you know personal life. Another simple strategy that you can use no matter how casual you're being in a blog or on a social media post is to live your brand and find the most fun ways to do this. Okay, keyword here being fun. The more fun that you are, um, the more people that you're gonna be able to attract into your business. And most likely you have deliberately chosen a color palette for your brand for a reason one that represents your website, one that represents you, and an easy way to stamp your branding in people's mind is to show up and plaster that everywhere, okay? And looking for you on every social media platform they are. Remember, it's all about standing out in the crowd.
This episode of Design Your Life podcast is brought to you by the Female Coaching Society, a monthly membership site for women who are coaches, consultants, or service-based industries online, who are ready to launch, grow, and scale their business. You can learn more by going to www.femalecoachingsociety.com.